Welcome to Gear Vlogs Automotive Podcast, a hybrid call-in talk show where you, the viewer or listener of the Gear Vlogs YouTube channel, can tune in and listen to the latest in automotive news and happenings within the automotive space. I'm Mario Gear. Want to be a part of the show? It's easy. Just call our show voicemail hotline at 805 805- 419-5129 any time of the day of the week before the following Thursday and leave a message. Or now just join us live via the Clubhouse app and come on stage and be a part of the show. This takes place every Thursday at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific. If you're not already doing so, consider hitting that subscribe button, hitting that thumbs up, share this out, and tell your family and friends. So sit back, Crack open the cold one and enjoy the show. Porsche sends two 911 Turbo S's on a world tour as safety cars. Porsche continues to supply the FIA World Endurance Championship with safety cars when the 2022 season kicked off last week in Sebring, Florida. The new safety cars based on the Porsche 911 Turbo S will be deployed for the first time. For use as safety cars in the FIFA WEC World Endurance Championships, the sports car from Weissach has been fitted with data and transmission technology, as well as the lightning signal system and two additional monitors in the cockpit. The large LED element on the roof flashes amber when the safety car is operating. If necessary, we can switch the to the middle section to green explain adam cott who is responsible for running and maintenance of the safety cars at porsche's partner matthew green means that cars behind may overtake until the leading car in the race has slotted in behind the porsche 911 turbo s the controls for the large lighting system on the roof and the flashing Lights at the front and rear of the safety cars have been relocated to the luggage compartment in the front. To save space, the radio connection to race control, including the power supply and electronics for the so-called marshalling system, are also housed there. This system communicates the status of the flag signals along the racetrack. Pictured Adam Cott of Manthe. Compared to road-going models, New switches have been installed in the center console as well as a red radio button on the steering wheel, a roll bar, and two bucket racing seats with six-point safety harnesses, explained not Arcot. The Porsche 911 Turbo S is also equipped with a special suspension set up for the racetrack. The drivers of the safety cars for the 2022 season remain unchanged with uh, Pedro... Co Serino from Portugal and Yannick Dalmas in 1994, the Frenchman achieved overall victory at the 24 Hours of Le Mans at the wheel of a Porsche 962. And some more pictures of the cockpit with the monitoring system, lighting controls, obviously, radio button on the steering wheel, the amber and green lights to notify the drivers of whatever. You know, situation that's happening. More of the another angle of the amber lights, front signal lights. The safety vehicles, which travel around the world in containers with the factory squads, two 911 RSR racers 
provide other services at the racetrack and in practice sessions on each day of the WEC event. The safety car drivers turn laps to check the signal system and radio. Quote, the cars don't look, don't clock up many kilometers, explains Adam Cott and clarifies. On average, the cars cover about a thousand kilometers a year. We don't have to do much in terms of maintenance. Refuel, check the tires and brakes. That's not bad. Two new safety cars decked out in the familiar black and red livery will attend all WEC races this season. Special rules only apply for the 24-hour of Le Mans due to the particularly long 13.623-kilometer racetrack. Their safety cars are deployed at the same time. For this event, which makes the highlight of the World Endurance Championship in June, Manthe prepared three additional Porsche 911 Turbo S's. Supplying the safety cars is one aspect of our trusting collaboration with the FIA WRC organization and the Le Mans organizers. ACO, says Alexander Steinlig, Director of Factory Motorsports FIA WRC. We're delighted that from this year, we'll witness the extremely powerful and fast 911 Turbo S in action for incidents out on the track. The new vehicles for the ACO will be delivered to France in the coming weeks. Their first outing at the Sarth is scheduled for the 16th and 17th of April at the Motorbike 24-Hour Race. So there you have it. Um, you want to see more content like this type of reporting on the uh, podcast? Or once in a while, comment down below if uh, you want to see more race reporting. Uh, so yeah, let me know. So uh, I can bring you what you guys, the viewers, really want to uh, hear and see. Best Porsche 911 GT3 finishes fifth at the 12 hour of Sebring. The Porsche 911 GT3R crewed by Matt Campbell from Austria, Australia, sorry, and Matthew Geminet from France and Philippe Nasser from Brazil had finished the 12 hours of Sebring in fifth place. The race. For the trio sharing the cockpit of the Poff Motorsports number nine entry, this result is enough to retain their lead in the GTD Pro class of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championships. The identical model fielded by the WeatherTech Racing crossed the finish line in position six. Despite the seven caution phases, the 70th edition of the Endurance Classic turned out to be uncharacteristically static. In air temperature of over 30 degrees Celsius in the Florida Sunshine State, the position in the GT class were set shortly after the start. All the Porsche's strong and experienced customer teams put in flawless performances and implemented great strategies, but the cars never came within striking distance of the podium. After the class victory at Daytona and last year's win at Sebring, we'd expected more. Unfortunately, the performance of the 911 GT3R wasn't what we'd hoped for, concludes Thomas Lauterbach, Vice President of Porsche Motorsports. We'll take a close look at the reasons behind these disappointing performances. Facing fierce competition in the two GT class, GTD classes, 
our strong customer teams never gave up and they gave their utmost to the very last lap. That deserves our highest respect. I'm positive that our 911 GT3R will be at the top again at the upcoming race in Long Beach. Quote, we're disappointed, obviously, states Sebastian Galls, the Porsche 911 GT3 project manager adds. Quote, once again, our customer teams did a great job. Unfortunately, in today's race, our cars our car wasn't as competitive as usual. We'll take a good look at whether this was due to the high temperature or the grip conditions on the track. We're not happy with this result, but we'll still confident about the upcoming races. And you mustn't forget, Porsche is the most successful manufacturer at the Sebring race. We won, have 100 class wins to our credit more than any other manufacturer combined. In the GT, GTD category, the American Rob Royal, Britain's Catherine Legg, and her fellow countryman Stefan Wilson finished eighth place after being dealt a setback in free practice. A hard point squad made an impressive comeback in the race. The 500 PS 911 number 99 was irreparably damaged after an accident on Thursday. The crew from the U.S. state of Virginia built their replacement chassis in time for the start of the 12-hour race. Bad luck played the Daytona winning team, Wright Motorsports. Start driver Zachary Rubichon from Canada, who planted the number 16 car on pole position in the GTD class and previous day, came into the pits just after three laps. The technicians discovered a defect in the differential. There are pairs which took over 30 minutes through the outfit from the U.S. state of Ohio, 18 laps behind. Wright Motorsports' 911 GT3R ultimately took the flag in 10th place. Round three of the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on April 10th will be contested on the spectacular street circuits in the California port city of Long Beach. So stay tuned for uh, race results uh, coming next month. And links to this article will be in the show notes so you guys can check them out. Um, and I think that pretty much covers it here. Uh, it just talks about previews and days, events of the races, customer team results in this article. And there's a link here if you want to catch the uh, where you can view if you want to live stream the race when it happens next. Most likely it'll be in, you can view the entire race and uh, live the entire race can be viewed live outside of the U.S. and Canada on www.imsa.com. Live timing of all sessions will be available at scoring.imsa.com. Uh, so it means outside of Canada and the U.S. So I hope you guys have a VPN service so you could probably uh, tag in and check out the uh, services. Now, if there are any uh, VPN uh, sponsors out there, hey, this would have been a prime opportunity for an ad spot, guys. <laughs> Just joking. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. No, I'm not. So, cool. All right. Comment down below and uh, what do you guys think about this and let me know.
Porsche wins the GTE Pro Class at the WEC season opener in Sebring. The Porsche GT team has kicked off the new season of the FIA World Endurance Championship with a victory at the Sebring International Raceway. The race. Michael Christensen from Denmark and Frenchman Kevin Astri won the GTE Pro Class at the 1,000-mile race in the U.S. state of Florida, ahead of the Corvette crewed by Nick Tandy of Great Britain and the American Tommy Milner, Richard Letzi from Austria and Italy's Bruni, Bruni finished third with their CA 550PS 911RSR. The eight-hour WEC race had to be halted and ultimately discontinued a good 60 minutes before the end of the race due to a thunderstorm warning. In the GTE AM class, American Brandon Irebe and the two British racing drivers, Ollie Milroy and Ben Barneycoat, finished third with the identical 911 fielded by the Project One customer team. Quote, we're scored important points towards the championship. Unfortunately, it wasn't quite enough for the for a one-two result today, which would have been possible, commented Tommy or Thomas Lauderbach, Vice President of Motorsports. During a pit stop, we couldn't get a wheel off of the number 91 car for a moment. We need to take another close look at that. This incident prevented us from finishing one and second. Still, it was a great start to the season. I have nothing but praise for these drivers and the team. We can be happy with this result. Of course, it wouldn't have been nicer to achieve the the success over the full eight-hour distance. Successful season opener. Quote, that was a long and crazy race, and we won. The season couldn't have started better, said Alexander Delig, Director, Factory Motorsports, FIA, WEC. We had a great run over the entire time in in Sebring, and we managed to work our way through each session steadily and systematically. The Corvette proved to be a strong rival. At times, we had the advantage. Sometimes they did. It was fun. We kept our cool during the interruptions and ultimately took home a well-deserved victory. We're happy to harvest the points, and we're looking forward to the next WEC race at Spa Grand Crow Champs. Say that three times. This marks the third time that the World Endurance Championship event has been contested on the former military airfield in Florida. In 2012, works drivers Richard Leitz, Austria, Mark Lieb, Germany, and Patrick Pellet, France, finished second. In the 2018 and 19 season, Lutz and his Italian teammate Bruni won the GTE Pro Class with the Porsche 911 RSR. Porsche is by far the most powerful manufacturer in the long history of endurance racing at Sebring, with the Stuttgart Marquis matching up a total of 18 overall wins. As the starting drivers, Kevin Estri and Bruni, initially took the lead of the eight-hour race. However, after a good 30 minutes, the Italian had to relinquish his spot to Nick Tandy's Corvette when he was held up by traffic. While both factory-run Porsches pitted, they changed two tires and swapped drivers at the first pit stop. 
Candy only refueled. Thanks to the time save, the British racer moved up to first place. Moreover, due to rule violations in the formation, lap director had handed a 15-second penalty to both 911 RSRs in the GTE Pro category, which they had to serve at the second pit stop. None, nevertheless, both 911s were still ahead of the Ferraris fielded by AF Corsa factory squad. A series accident involving a vehicle from the hypercar class after three and a half hours of racing resulted in a 45-minute break. Estri, who had the meantime taken the wheel again from Michael Christensen, grabbed a chance shortly after the restart. The Frenchman swept past the leading Corvette and pulled away. A good 35 minutes later, Bruni had worked his way up to the order of second place after a spirited charge, but that wasn't the end. A problem during a tire change heading into the final quarter of the race cost about 20 seconds. As a result, Richard Letts was relegated back to third place at the wheel of the number 91 Porsche. At this point, as the season opening race was about to be halted, the Austrian had closed the gap and was poised to reclaim second place. However, he ran out of time to make the decisive overtake move. In the GTE AM class, two Porsche customer teams had chances to win. Initially, the 911 RSR campaigned by Dempsey Proton Racing with team owner Christian Reed and from Germany and the British racing drivers Sebastian Paralux and Harry Tinkelnull had the most promising prospects in the second half of the race. Britain's Ollie Milroy and Ben Barneycote, as well as American Brandon Irieb, took control and briefly moved into the lead of their classes. In the final sprint, however, both teams were hampered by bad luck with the timing of their pit stops. Irieb, Milroy, and Barneycote ultimately finished the race in third place in the same lap as the winners, following closely by Reed, Parallax, and Hinkle-Noll. And you can read more about it. I have comments here. You can read about from the drivers or pause the uh, this video and read these comments here, as well as we got the race results. Then we got the notions here from qualifying and such. So links to this article will be in the show notes so you guys can check it out. And um, yeah, 